Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, is your nudie tutor, George, and we're on location once again with Miss Anime, my sister-in-law, Amanda. Hello. So, um, I gave you a little bit of extra time to yes. watch some anime with my nieces. Yes. And I wanted you, and I tried to give you a bunch of stuff that was primarily good for my nieces because... Again, if I want them to talk shop, I'm going to have to give them what they want. Right. Give, give them something they want. I can't give them what the typical girls like to watch, which is a lot of boy love stuff. We're not there yet. No, we're, no, no, We're no, a couple no, years no. away. No, no, no. Let's not get them anywhere near them. <laughs> if I can get them in the mecha anime, I'd love that. What's mecha anime? Giant robots. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I can get them into giant robots, which is totally my jam. But... Well, Nina's into, uh, what is it? Um, I'm totally blanking right now. Uh... Like all the fighting stuff, anyway. So she may go for the robots. Like she's down. There, there are good people that do robots. They're yeah. very good people. Um, lots of great costumes for people in robots too. For even better. She's she's obsessed with dressing up. So okay. So um, what did you get to watch? Because again, I gave you way too many things, and I wasn't ever expecting you to watch all watch of them. All of them. I watched all of them, George. No, oh my goodness, you watched all of them. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, we watched a couple episodes of. Is it Kaon? Kaon. Kaon. Um, we watched a couple episodes of that. We watched, um, I need to look at the list because I just can't remember the names. Um, Little Witch Academia. Mm-hmm. And then um, Glitter Force. Glitter Force. Because that's one that they've already, they've seen before. So they were like all game for that. Mm-hmm. And then um, we peaked at Sailor Moon. Okay. Those are some good titles there. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the obvious. Let's go yeah. with Kaon. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was interesting. So I don't know if... Does, um, do they, um, like arrange it around age group or is it just more or less like, like, do they do it how we do it here in the States where it's like, you know, like Y7 or like PG means, you know, pretty much up until 13, depending on language and things like that. So there is a rating system much in the same way like we have here. Like we have our G, we have our PG, PG thirteen, yeah. R, and so forth. Yeah. Um, they have a slightly different var- variation of it um, in Japan, but Kan is kind of meant for. Um, was initially meant to be kind of for a elementary middle school kind of. Okay, because I, I feel like I got the middle school type vibe from it. Yes. They touched on a couple subjects where I don't know if the girls picked up on them, but I was just like. Mm be a little bit too old for you guys to deal with but they didn't come back with any questions so i was like cool but mia loves that show right now like she's game for watching that thing every day yeah no so canon in and of itself for the anime community is what was kind of the impetus for what we call a lot of what they call moe yeah and moe is this uh distinctive sort of nature of very very cute very very innocent yep you know the most precious cinnamon roll you could possibly have yeah. sort of look Schoolgirl uh, problems. Well, not just necessarily schoolgirl problems. There's a lot of Moe shows that don't deal with schoolgirl okay. stuff. But well, there's but there's a great yeah, yeah. but there's a great majority of it. And a lot of it's just again, this is very much the slice of life genre yeah. playing itself yeah. out. There's the weird little inconsistencies like we gotta keep the club open. And, yeah, exactly. And did you did you make it to the uh, vacation beach episode? I don't know if we made it to the vacation beach episode. I know we were the one part that I distinctly remember watching was like um one of the characters, they're in like music club or band club or whatever. So they're in what they call the light music club, okay, with heavy yeah. quotations, which is basically just a, a band at the end of the day. Yeah, really exactly. What it is. But there was some teacher was training one of them to take on whatever part they were looking to fulfill. Yue. And then the um, the 
the girl that she took out looked like she was like in a trance or something like that when she came back and she could play the guitar like amazingly but, but she, she could not sing she ruined her voice yeah. yeah exactly so it's probably episode five or six i want to say yeah um yeah because if memory serves me the school teacher sakawa or uh, sakawa or i'm you horrible have, with have a, names on have, many things so oh, trust me it's <laughs> not gonna be the end of the world i think it's um yamanaka i think is, is her name um yeah, it sounds about right. Mostly because I'm also looking at the wiki, so I'm cheating a little. Yeah, you're good. Um, you're but good. Um, no, yeah. So it eventually gets later on that she was actually, she was actually a part of the light music club at one point. This girl that was playing the guitar. No, no, no. The teacher. Okay. Okay. So the teacher was a member of the light music club at one point, um, and her the guy that she was really in at the time said, "Oh, I really, you know, I really enjoy rock and roll." So she took that, took that, you know, instead of just going up to like seven eight nine took that to like 15 and ended up going into like punk rock and all this heavy metal stuff okay okay. um had all the face paints like almost like kiss level kind of quality yeah and the and the guy that she liked eventually came up and told her was like yeah i i said i like rock music but like not that much (laughs) not that far into it because she shreds and she that's how she knows all the terminology and everything but again okay um but no the beach episode i think comes around um just a little bit before that in episode four, the girls go to a beach house. Yeah. Because um, they're... So the entire beach episode is actually kind of funny because their pianist um, with the keyboard is a rich girl. And so they just happen to own a beach house. And they go there with the intention of practicing to get better. And they never actually do it. Oh. They end up just having a vacation. Yeah. But again, Kiana is very light and sweet. Yeah. Um... Again, back to kind of the whole age demographic, part of the problem is um, you've heard of a brony before, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of Japanese animation, even though it might be meant for one group target audience, often finds a lot of cross-culture sort of like sort of stuff. So you get a lot of people who are, um, you'll get a lot of people as an example who are very much fans of sports anime that are meant for a kind of a teenage boy demographic. A lot of girls end up liking that instead, mm-hmm. um, even though it's not the original target audience. Right. Um, and so in a lot of cases, a lot of older adults, myself included, enjoy K-On! because it's just, it's light, it's sweet. Yeah. You know, it's not anything crazy. It's just what it is. It's yeah. just perfectly Something fine. Something to watch and just relax and, you know. Yeah. And again, it's also very much in that same vein of what we called a, a healing anime last time where it was... Soft, sweet. It was just nice and nice and gentle. Yeah. Um, and it was perfectly fine. There's nothing crazy with it whatsoever. Yeah. Alrighty. Would you keep watching it if you had the option to? Kaon? Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. Okay. Good. Yeah. Mia Mia's really into that one too. So that one I've 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 seen snippets of it too as I've been watching her watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny when we went to put it on. Nina was like, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch something else. Power Rangers finally came to me. That's what she's into right now. Is she's hardcore oh. into Power Rangers. So that's why I'm like, the whole. That, she, might be, she might be interested in the giant. So yeah, that's why I was like, it, it would fit perfectly. But um, another Japanese property as well. There we go. Maybe you'll have to send me what to watch of those, and we can introduce her and see if she likes them. We did a podcast on that actually. Oh. Me and John did. Yeah. So, but we also did a. Another show called uh, Common Writer at the same time, which is kind of like the the impetus for Power Rangers at one point. Okay, yeah. Um, very kind of similar. People dress up in costumes mm-hmm. and so. 
Um, alrighty, so you also mentioned that you watched uh, Little Witch Academia. Yeah, which I felt like for whatever reason I enjoyed Little Witch Academia more. Um, I, I thought it was cool. We didn't get super far into it. I think we watched at least the first, maybe the second. I was kind of like tuning in and out while I was I was folding laundry. But I thought that was a cu- that was a cool story. Like, it's a very cute series, and I love the I like the art direction in it in a lot of ways. Yeah, because they're it's done by a studio known as Studio Trigger, which is um, an offshoot of a very weird company that was originally known as Gynax. Okay, uh, Gynax still exists. It made um, it made a lot of uh, very trippy anime. Yeah. Trippy in the sense that, like, odd tones, interesting plot developments, and just kind of a gonzo sort of art aesthetic that makes you keep asking a lot of questions about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and Little Witch Academia is kind of the brainchild from the studio Trigger that originally created it. Um, I often heard it, hear it to a lot of described as uh, girl school, but Harry Potter. Agree. Yeah, totally got that that, feel. Yeah, that would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, What was interesting about this one here is that it's only it was only ever available on Netflix. So typically, a lot of shows that are on Netflix originally start being on Crunchyroll first, and then get dubbed onto um, Netflix. So it was still dubbed, though, right? It was dubbed, or was this just originally made for Netflix? Is what you're saying? It's not that it was originally made for Netflix, but that the second that it came out, or even before it came out, Netflix just went in and bought it. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, Which is something that a lot of the companies like Amazon are doing a lot now. Um, There's another traditional website um, company known as Funimation that does a lot of their own dubbing and stuff. They do a lot of... uh, Right now, what they do is they do a lot of dubbing for stuff that comes out hours after it came out in Japan. Yeah. And also in a lot of cases when it comes out in Japan, they've already gotten the dub and they're able to release it right away because right. they got the script and were able to translate it accordingly. Um, but Little Witch Academia was unique because while it was airing in Japan, it took almost about a year before it actually released here in America. Oh, wow. Yeah. And part of the problem that ends up with that in an anime community is that all the hype disappears, which exactly. used to be a huge problem for anime in general because you would have an anime come out in America, come out in Japan, it was big on the internet, and then you would see it sort of licensed midway through its run, so you would never, so you usually wouldn't see the remainder of it, and then it'd come out here in America a year and a half, two years later. Yeah, and that's just too long to... Yeah. Netflix is getting better about it, um, I, so I mean, take that with a little bit of a grain of salt, um... I'd have to say, though, I like Netflix encoding for the subtitles yeah. more than I do Amazon's because Amazon's suck. <laughs> but that's just, <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just me. But um, No, I enjoy Little Witch, uh, Little Witch Academia. I like all the different characters. Um, I thought the characters were, were pretty cool. Like, they're so distinctly different. Whereas in, like, K-On, I felt like it was kind of like a uniform character but just switched from person to person. And they all had different personalities, but their looks are very similar. Yes. Whereas, like, in, in Little Witch Academia, like, um, and again, I'm horrible with names, but, like, the witch that doesn't have the powers, right? Mm-hmm. She looks completely different than the witches that she comes in contact with who, like, make fun of her. And they're like, you'll never get there. And then the blonde witch, right? Is that the one? Yeah, the the, the bee. She's, is she kind of like emo-ish? Like she's, the Draco, one she's Draco Malfoy. Okay, yeah, right? So she's like super emo looking. So and there's, then there's like, one that's Draco Malfoy. There's and one then there's that's like the nerdy one. Nerdy, nerdy yeah. one. And then there's another one that's kind of got the hair kind of swooped over her face. Yeah, yeah, it's basically yeah. like goth, but like yeah, still yeah. a bit of a girl. Yeah. 
So like I thought that was cool how all of them are very and and I liked the like the artwork and everything like that and going through the portal and all that that like yeah. that was all cool too. And a lot yeah the the effects that they're able to generate with this with a lot of the three D effects that kind of go along yeah. with this are very interesting and unique and um, there's a lot of other companies that saw this and were like oh we could try to do that too yeah. and a lot of them have and have since done that yeah um, but I enjoyed Little Witch Academia tremendously I, yeah the one thing i can't get past is just the english voices because i heard it all in japanese first time okay see i haven't had trouble with it yet i'm like oh, okay like this is this is cool like there's some show there's some shows that are like that one of those for me was um you were saying that i can't remember the there's name a, of it there was a show called kaleidostar which i highly always recommend kaleidostar because it's it's basically circus soleil yeah for for but Jap- japanese all the characters have english names yeah so, like, they're Mary and, like, Alex, and they have all these very traditional American names, yeah. so they're very easy to switch in and out. But you hear the voices, and I'm just like, no, no, no. stop it. It hurts yeah. so much. Yeah. Make it stop. I get that. Um, so, yeah, no, so, Kianza, um, so, again, Little Witch Academia. You were calling it an acad- acad- academy. Academy. I know. I kept saying academy, and I'm like, I, every time I looked at it, I was like, it's not academy. That's academia. Yes. Japanese, just chalk it up to Japanese. Right, right. What is an academia? What is an academia? Like, same thing. Yeah. S- same difference. Same difference. Um, you watched Glitter Force. Yeah, I've, we've seen multiple Glitter Forces. Um, so this is a line of. So mom and me, and I took mom when we were in Kyoto in Japan to a place called the Toei Studio Park. Mm-hmm. It's a literal filming studio where they film a lot of the Toei shows at. Okay. Um, or shows that, would, that are done by Toei at the end of the day. These are a lot of uh, period piece stuff. This could be samurais from. This could be samurai stuff from. You know, nine. You know, from like the third or fourth century all the way up to like the fourth, fourteenth or fifteenth century up to a certain level. Yeah. Or certainly even up to maybe even the eighteenth century. Um, but beyond that, they also do Power Rangers and Common Rider there oh, as cool, well, yeah. um, along with a lot of other shows. They also generate a lot of anime that comes out of there. And um, Glitter Force, in and of itself, is based off of a um, is based off a series known as Pretty Cure. Yeah. Um, is it, Sailor Moon based off the same thing? Not quite. Okay. No, but they're all kind of aping Sailor Moon up to a certain extent. Cause yeah, because that's what I felt it's very similar to the Sailor Moon ish. Sort of thing where there's Feel, a team yeah. and everybody's got kind of the sailor sort of the, uniform. And they like spin around with the magic and they've got their wands and like it's or something that makes them have their powers, mm-hmm. whether it's a necklace or a wand or whatever it is. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Sailor Moon basically basically was the blueprint for a lot of this because keep in mind that even though Sailor Moon for us in the states didn't come out till about the mid '90s, so '95, '96, '97, give or take mm-hmm. somewhere around there. It came out in Japan about three, four years earlier before that, um, in 92, 93. Okay. It started as a, as a Japanese comic back in the late 80s, so 88, 89. Yeah. Um, funny fact is that the writer for this actually married another Japanese uh, manga creator as well, mm-hmm. who makes a very violent makes a very violent manga. Totally opposite, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very... Um, it wasn't the opposite, but I mean, like the interesting sort of choices. Yeah. Um, so the glitter, but glitter force is based off the of pretty cure, and there are a lot of pretty cures. Yes. Pretty cures have been basically. Keep in mind that once Japan kind of figures out what sells really well they or what's really popular, bombard you with it. Well, I mean, like keep in mind that uh, Toei actually had the rights to Sailor Moon. Okay. 
And because they had the right to stay on the moon, they were basically saw what they did with this show and were like, we could keep making this and it doesn't have to be Sailor Moon and we, we could keep doing this. Yeah. Um, Mom and me, when we were in Japan, um, had, again, when we were at the Toei, Museum, Toei Studio Park, got to watch, uh, got to, again, go inside of it and they had a huge display. Yeah. Of all the various little pretty, of, of all the various pretty cure um statues of all the various characters that I've ever been in these oh, pretty that's cool. Series. Like were they life size or were they just Yes. Oh, that's cool. Um I let me see if I can pull up the picture. So like was like Sailor Moon there and stuff or was it like Well again Sailor Moon is um Oh this is different. Was like so like Glitter Forces were there? Like the Yeah, these were all pretty oh, cure awesome. um characters. The girls would lose their minds. Let's see if I can pull it up relatively quickly here. Um but no yeah no it was very it was really cool. It was really cool on one hand because, because um, I wasn't expecting that. I, yeah. I often forget what Toei does sometimes, yeah. and so no, the girls were. Last year, I think they watched every single Glitter Force. Like the girls are were hardcore Glitter Force for at least a year, so they were they were super into it. Um, and I think they just trailed off because they they watched all of it multiple times, but they they thought that was an awesome show. And I didn't mind watching it with them either. Like it wasn't, because there's some some shows where I'm just like, I can't believe you guys are watching this game. Like I can't, even, I just can't, I can't do it. So that happens. It, I will admit that happens quite a bit with some anime sometimes. Yeah. Well, even with uh, shows outside of the anime range, like there's mm-hmm. just sometimes where I'm like, I do, like just can't. Like this shows no appeal to me. But go to first, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like it definitely gave me the Sailor Moon vibe. And I think that's what I even said to them when they were watching Glitter Force like hardcore. I was like, have you guys seen Sailor Moon? Like that's what, you know, me and your uncle used to watch. Cause my, my brother, my brother used to be into anime really hardcore. And um, he would do like all the anime drawings and everything too. And I specifically remember learning about Sailor Moon from him when we were younger. And it would have been, if I was born in 88, it would have been, you know, mid nineties that we were able to like do all that. Oh, wow. So those are like, those like, are like the size stretch. of you. Well, no. Well, again, I'm 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 Tall, distinctively but, bigger. Yeah, and I could, but, but like they're all roughly about four and a half to five feet. That's tall. super cool. Oh yeah, I know. And, and again, I'll, and I think we took a picture with little Mia and little Nina at yes. one point there as well. Um, and so I will have to fish that picture and I will repost it um, on the website. Yeah. But oh yeah, again, they had all these little uh, figurines of the girls there. Essentially, that's super cool. Um, and keep in mind, like that photo right there. Is showing a small bit of it. We saw. I think there were more when we were there. Yeah. Because it's been a series that's basically has a new season every year or so. Yeah. They're not overly dramatic and probably about twenty to twenty five of them at this point. I want to say, give or take. That's that's pretty cool though. Um, they did the same thing as well with the Power Rangers. They have a collection of every single Red Ranger that's ever been. Oh wow. Yeah. So, um, so in that case, Nina would love that. Dude, I've tried to explain, and it's funny because I'm like, okay, but which Power Ranger were you watching? She's like the Power Ranger with the red one. I'm like, no, you don't understand. They're all they're all, they're red, all one. red ones, you know, all of them. It's one of the unique features. That one always has a red ranger. Yeah, it's always so a it's red like ranger. Asking her which power because she's what they've watched the Dino one and the original one, and I don't know. I think there's like eight to ten different Power Ranger shows. And they've seen like all of them and every one of them and they know what's happening. And I'm just like, but what, which one are you looking for? She's like the one with the red ranger and the, and the yellow ranger. And I'm like, dude, this is not working. Like, so Power Rangers is an interesting philosophy on its own because it's got over 25 different seasons now. 
Um, and in Japan, though, there's over 40 seasons of it. Oh, my God. Because it started in the mid to mid to early 80s, give or take. Like, they did a couple seasons, and then they took a break, and then started actually figuring out what it was. So yeah. They have over... 40 some odd seasons of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Well, did you watch Power... Like, were you into Power Rangers? I know John was. I was... I had the robots. I, yeah. I distinctively was collecting the robots because I thought the robots were, were cool. cool. Yeah. So, Mar- um, Logan and I were into the robots. My brother... I mean, not the robots, but the whole Power Ranger. And I remember being the pink ranger one year. Like, I was pink and he was the red or the green or something. And this year, Nina was saying she wants to be the pink ranger. I was like, oh, that would be so cool. Oh, so I know a convention that when they open back up that they will die over either of my nieces being dressed up as anything. Yeah. Like I can already see, um, I can already see, uh, Mia being one of the Kayon girls. Yep. Nina would go nuts. Nina would have some, Mia's a little bit more like sheltered in those instances where she doesn't want to be center of attention, but like Nina, she'd rock it. Like she, Oh, absolutely. She would love it. And that's one of the cool things as well is that if you, um, that's not very common, at least here in the West, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, they have younger children doing a lot of cosplay as well. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes when you get it, it's the oh, it's the, literally the cutest and most to die for things in the world. Yeah, my um, my friends, my best friend Angie has the, her two daughters and they're hardcore into Star Wars and everything. Mm-hmm. And her um, her husband makes prototypes and everything like that. And oh, the costumes that he's made for them, he made them a full on. Um, uh, he's oh one of them has been Ray, another one has been a yeah. But different... he made the, he made them a full suit like made to size of um the stormtrooper. So yeah, say. the pink stormtrooper. But she was a pink stormtrooper with a purple mm-hmm. visor, and then he has a full one. He made a full Iron Man costume and got it signed by Iron Man. Oh no! Yeah, no. This like one, he, he, he's, he's Matt he, is crazy. He's, oh, he's very crazy. He knows he's, what he's doing. Yeah, but he looks like he's having a lot of fun, which is part of the point. I mean, like we wouldn't. Yeah, we don't do this stuff just because we can. We do yeah. it because it's fun. Exactly, and because it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, no, we'll we'll have to go though. We'll have to. Depending on what happens with work and stuff this year, we we are hopefully freeing up weekends now instead. Oh, so I will take. I, I will take down it. to, but I want to experience it. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I will. I think take, it would be will, so cool. The cool things you can do if you ever get a chance to do family stuff. Yes, exactly. Because those were a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and I'll be more than happy to. You got to convince with it. the girls because they're oh. not. They're Nina's game. Mia's not game. She's she's gonna take some convincing to do a family, a family thing. Oh, but how unfortunate. I know. And then um, you also said you watched Sailor Moon. Yeah. So I've I remember Sailor Moon from like way back when. Mm-hmm. We started one episode, didn't get all the way through it. But like I said, honestly, to me, it like it really reminded me like Glitter Force and Sailor Moon are like the same type of stuff. Mm-hmm. They just have their own worlds. Yes, so, it's very distinctly different worlds. Yeah. at the end of the day, for those two, um, and Sailor Moon has just got this long, very long treaded history at this point. Here. Yeah, they've had. Um, which interesting actually is that a lot of the original anime, which are the original show on TV is nothing like what the original comic was like at all. Yeah, no, yeah. And that's the thing my brother, that would be what my brother brought up because my brother was hardcore into comics. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he's like, no, you got to read the comic. Like, you got to yeah, read the comic and then watch the show because like the comic's so much better. I don't know if it's much better. I mean, I, there's a different story being told that eventually yeah. kind of gets told as well in the anime, but not coherently at any particular point. Yeah. Um, after a certain point, the creators of the anime were very much of the. We're not going to let this go. We, we're going we'll to keep make, it going. We're going to yeah. keep making as much of this as we can. I feel like that's where they went with Pokemon. 
Well, I think with Pokemon, I mean, Pokemon is such a weird staple at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so long-lasting and ongoing that, like, I don't think you could get rid of it unless you blasted it into a moon. Right, but I feel like how much can they keep? Because they keep putting out new stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm just watching, like, because what, what was the new movie that was put out this year? There was, like, a some sort of Pokemon movie either on Netflix or Hulu. Well, keep in mind. So here's an interesting thing that you may not may not know. They do a movie for every major TV show once a, once a year. So every no year, no matter what, they just keep going. Yeah. So oh, every okay. year, I mean, every year they keep doing everyday weekly episodes. Mm-hmm. And usually, keep in mind that when they premiere in Japan, they've only maybe been out for they only maybe finished it anywhere from a week or two weeks ago to maybe an hour or two or so. Okay. Like from like when the when the animator finished drawing all the drawings and when they finished putting it all together and producing it, and then they hand the tape off to the television studio and the television studio plays it. Okay. That's how that's how last limited deadline some of that stuff is. Okay. Um, or sometimes it could be a week or two. Bigger yeah. productions will be obviously be much bigger. Like yeah. We'll have more time. Um, but we look. But again, Pokemon has had a movie every single year. Yeah. It's been out, and they and they just keep doing it alongside the regular production stuff. Yeah. Um, same was true of Naruto for a while, and then same thing with Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon had multiple movies that came out over its over its about four year run, if memory serves me correctly. Um, and they just do, kept doing a new movie every single year because yeah. why wouldn't you do a movie for something? Well, doesn't Kaon have a movie also right now on Kaon, Netflix? Kaon also has a movie. Yeah, one, right? There's one on Just there? Just the one. Okay, because I remember going on there and being like, wait, there's a movie or a show? And Mia's like, no, the show. She said the show's better than the movie for whatever reason. Well, because again, keep in mind, the movie is its own standalone project in a right, lot of cases. Right, exactly. And so in a lot of cases, in the movie, I think, is them going to London or America. So she like, just may not have enjoyed the storyline. She may have just not enjoyed the storyline. Okay. And because again, keep in mind, like, the movie is not trying to tell the story and try to yeah, get yeah. you familiar with the characters. Yeah. You went to go watch the movie because you already knew, knew who the, the character okay, was. Okay. And you already kind of understood what it is. Maybe and, that's why... Maybe if she would have watched more of the episodes first and then watched the movies, she may have had more to tie it to than just like, what is this going on? Like, yeah. I think if she watched it now, she'd have a greater okay. affinity for it at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, they, they make movies and they just keep making movies. <laughs> you know. And keep in mind that these are not like insignificant movies either. They, no, are, yeah. they are number one in the Japanese box office for weeks sometimes. That's crazy. Um, so Do you the, think that they're really that good though? Or that it's just because that particular thing is so well known that they're just, that everybody's going to go watch it? Like the Pokemon movie, right? Like here, like was that well, the first, made? When the first Pokemon movie came out... It was technically the second Pokemon movie to come out. What about the live action one that was released? That had nothing to do with Japan, did it? Um, so Detective Pikachu, while it didn't have anything to do with Japan immediately, keep in mind that like there's a lot of... I mean, um, the, the main Asian guy in there was uh, Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm. Very much as an old school samurai uh, okay. character actor. Were they the ones that developed that movie though? No, right? No, but okay. keep them. But they developed that movie with the Pokemon Company, and the Pokemon Company in of itself is not is primarily based in Japan, but is much more so they had a overarching bunch of ties. To keep yes, together, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure when they were making the movie, they had a lot of help from the creators of saying these are what the Pokemon are kind of supposed to look like. If we did this, would this be okay with the company? Because we don't want to tarnish it at the end of the day because yeah. we're still 
a property of them at the end of the day. Um, and Japanese have been very okay with them making Western versions of stuff because we have yeah. stuff like um, uh, Ghost in the Shell, which came out a couple of years ago. It had um, uh, Scarlett Johansson in it. Mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell was originally a Japanese property. Okay. Um, which is very much what it was actually what The Matrix was partially based off of. Okay. The, um, the Wachowski sis- uh, sisters now used to be brothers, but now sisters. Um, saw originally saw Ghost in the Shell and they wanted to make Ghost in the Shell for America. Okay. But they couldn't really get the rights to Ghost in the Shell at the time because they're not anybody in particular. So they made The Matrix and it had a lot of hallmarks um, and similar appeals because in Ghost in the Shell, there's this notion where um, cyberization is very popular. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are now literally take their brains and put them into Android bodies. Yeah. Um, in much of the same way, like you can have these Android bodies with all this computer and circuitry and everything going yeah. on with it, you can hack people as well. Yeah. And you can make them do things they wouldn't want to do or see things they wouldn't want to see or convince them of something that they wouldn't want to convince. So there's a certain amount of uh, security concern with that. And yeah. then it makes you do wonder at the end of the day, are you really a robot with true AI? Are you a person still? Right. Or how much of a, how much of a person do you need to be to be a person? A person versus, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. very much a theme of all Ghosts in the Shell. Because there are they do have a new... Uh, version of it on Netflix right now, but I don't recommend watching it if you haven't seen the original, the other stuff of it that came out okay. back in the 90s. Yeah, because it's different. Which are not available anywhere, oddly. Hmm. Um, but again, it's it's an interesting show because it asks interesting questions. And yeah. it has really good action scenes yeah. and a lot of what we like to quote unquote plot, which is basically just fan service at the end of the day. But yeah, we exactly. like to call it plot. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink, not judge. Heavy air quotes. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. What else? Um, Speed Racer was it originally a Japanese okay, property. Yeah. Um, there in Japan, it's known as Mach 5. Wasn't Speed Racer... So the, there was a cartoon, right? So originally the cartoon, which originally premiered in like the late 60s, early 70s. Is that the same Speed Racer that we had here? Yes. Or did we get... A, okay, so that was just brought over. Literally, they brought over, edited it down a little bit, and... Redubbed it. Okay, because I remember. I think I remember what Speed Racer looks like, and I I don't remember you, you, like a particular you the article. Tune, though. You remember it. Go Speed Racer. Yeah. Go Speed. And you've never <laughs> seen the show ever. You know the time. Yeah. Know the I, well, and like I said, my brother was super. He was into anime, so mm-hmm. it's very a big possibility that I had seen Speed, but I remember Speed Racer for whatever reason. And what's interesting about that is that they changed the lyrics around, but the theme song in Japan is the exact same tone. Dun da 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 dun da da That's crazy, yeah. Dun da 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 They just changed the words around. They did the same thing actually for Sailor Moon too. Oh, I didn't know that. The lyrics actually for the original version of Sailor Moon in Japanese are different lyrics, but they follow a very but they follow a very similar convention here when they read it here in America, where they follow a very similar literally the music if you heard it in Japan would be sound the exact same just with English lyrics. Or in, if you were listening to Japanese, it would be Japanese lyrics at that yeah. point. Um, Netflix did a show um, called Death Note, which is, again, one of my favorite series. Uh, because I really do think it's what anime has the ability to do of asking interesting questions in an interesting way. Yeah. Um, they did an American version of it. Again, not high, not great at all, but like still was out there. Yeah. Um, and they've, they've done a lot of other stuff. Japanese are interesting in the way that they feel that... Um, if you recreate their stuff at the end of the day, um, that they actually consider it as a um, 
homage to what they did. Okay, I so think. it's like it's a good thing. They appreciate that like you found this so interesting that you wanted to create more art based off of it. As long as you don't botch it completely, mm -hmm. then Oh no, they don't even care about that. Oh, cool. Okay. No, no, again. I mean, so there's an entire industry known as so the same way they make comics out of stuff all the time. Yeah. And they turn comics into anime. There's a lot of anime that gets turned into comics. Yeah. Um, there's a term or a part of the terminology known as uh, doujenshi. Okay. Which is basically fan-made comics. Is that what they did with the um, the My Little Ponies thing? The girls have like a set of the, comics. So, so those are licensed from Hasbro. Okay. So those are those are the legitimate things in Japan. They're in Japan, basically, you sell them and you maybe you sell them and you don't technically make a profit off of it. Okay. You can make a little bit of a profit, but not It's just that like much. an extra thing to keep people. Well, well, again, I mean, well, again, keep in mind that like, these are fan made stuff. Okay. They're not they're not sold anywhere, but at this one convention you go to every six okay, months. Okay, so conventions. Okay. And they're hard to find other. They're, you'll never see them out, outside of this one little fan convention because somebody spent money to make it. I was like, do people then more see them as like a collector's thing versus like? Well, it's it's a lot of cases where if you have like, if you really enjoy this one group of characters, you might want to see what somebody else's take on what their continuing adventures are or what their things might have been at or what new stuff they got up to. In some cases, you might find... Um, so mom and me had to learn these terms. There's a thing called shipping, mm -hmm. um, which basically means that you put two characters together and you make them into a romance, even though they may or may not have that okay. built into them. Uh, it, the term shipping actually comes from Star Trek. Okay, yeah. Because the original Star Trek, the original series, ended after three and a half, four seasons. Yeah. And people wanted more seasons of it. And they started putting the characters together that shouldn't be put together. So, like, Captain Kirk and Spock or Captain yeah. Kirk and Dr. McCoy, they were shipping them together. Okay. And if you, let's say, for example, you really love the bad guy in, in, in this one anime and you want to see him fall in love with the good guy, even though they're never supposed to do that. Right. They have extra stuff like that. Okay. Japan. And you might... And again, you might go. You might go there because you want to see or buy something like that, or you might go there because there's a favorite artist that you have and you want to see what else they do yeah. or what else they've made, or you follow along periodically. I'm assuming you have you seen the Bronies um, uh, documentary that was on Netflix. Netflix. Yes. Do you remember when they were in there and people had made their own episodes of My Little Pony? Mm -hmm. That's kind so of that very thing? similar. Okay. Thing, yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. Yeah, Japanese, I mean, in America, a lot of times America would stop it immediately because they feel that it's a lot of um, copywriting and trying to infringe and make money on you. Japanese don't take offense to it as much because they see it as, oh, you love this so much that we created something for you that you want to, you want to see more of it that you're willing to do this. Versus in America, if you create something that's My Little Pony and you even consider making money off of it, Hasbro considers that infringement and basically doesn't want you to do that at all. Famously, there was a company that was trying to make a My Little Pony's fighting game. Oh, okay. And the company basically gave them a cease and desist. Um, Lauren Faust was the creator, who was the, the original kind of spearhead for the new version of My Little Pony's mm -hmm. Friendship is Magic, basically reached out to the company and agreed to make new distinctly different ponies and characters for their for their game hmm. and and now and so now they have their own fighting game called that's um i have to look it up real quickly um them's fighting herds <laughs> what? 
So they've got like an alpacas, and llamas, what? sheep. And is this like a video game or is it's this a like full a full video game? You can buy you can buy and play. Do you have it? I don't. I'm very what? somewhat curious in it. Right. Well, and what are they like? It's like a boxing like like no no like, fighting like, like they use fighter. their power. What? <laughs> we have to. I'm sorry. That's that's like a one of us has to figure it out because oh uh, I. I'm... It's like a Street Fighter game with what their their um their special. Uh, what do they call it? Again, again, I'm like blanking in, in today. The very, on in the very same sort of vein, like you're thinking like like a 2D side-scrolling fighter game. That is hilarious. Oh, and they're... And With then, their special, like, whatever they can do, right? Stop it. I, I kid you not. Is and that like a deer and a llama and... Is that a dog? One of them has like a little puppy dog with Them's them. Them's fighting herds. Yes. What? It, it is, it is ex- exceptionally cute. It's... Um, oh, I've, and there's, it looks like there's extension packs. Yes, they've added more characters since then. But again, but keep in mind, Lord of Faust, the creator of this, who again, who was the person who kind of redrew all the ponies originally. Yeah. She's the one who... Um, That's crazy. I wonder... I, I'm going to have to ask my brother if he has it or if he's played it. Um, let's see if I can... Not that he's into My Little Ponies or anything, but that he's probably played some random things like this or seen it. So we're watching a little bit of it here right now. And again, we'll, we'll put it in there as well. But again, I mean, like it's... It's very kind of like. Stop it! So yeah, they use their like thing. What are they called? Their um. Antlers or horns? They're using their hooves. They like. But their powers, like, what are their? What do they call their powers on My Little Pony? Their um. I don't know. I mean, there's I unicorns that have like magical abilities, but like. Like their cutie marks have special powers or whatever. That is that is insane. I'm surprised my kids haven't come up and been like, "Mom, let's buy this game yet." But I mean, like again, if we're looking at it like this would not be un- unfamiliar for me for something no, like it's Street Fighter, but it's with cute little animals. Yeah, and look at that background too. Isn't that just like, the most adorable kind of looking like? It, just like homeboy sitting in the back, like, hey, "What's up, guys?" Just, and a deer. Yeah. Again, this is. That's kind of funny. So she came up. She was like, "Hey, I'll do this." Well, because again, I mean, Hasbro sent a cease and desist letter to this company so originally. You can't do it. And, and they then... basically told them, well, originally what they said was that they were, even though their ponies were too similar to what My Little Pony was, and obviously they don't want to create brand confusion or anything like that at all. Which uh, is only 10% different. If what, if what we know to be correct, you only have to alter image 10% for them to not be able to. Yeah, to, to claim it to be one thing versus another. Yeah. But again, like when when this happened, and again, keep in mind that when this happened, Lauren Faust has been um, uh, separated from My Little Pony for several years at that point because she only did the one season of it. Oh, okay. So she wasn't even working for My Little Pony at the time. No, My again, Lauren Faust only did the one year year of it, and then after that, she was the executive producer and lead story and lead story creator for that first season. And okay. every season thereafter that, she was a associate producer so while she was a part of it and uh while she was a part of the project she didn't actually have her hands in it at all she had did like some approvals and some sort of concept additional stuff like that silly question my little pony's not japanese right no no but there is japanese my little pony what is it the same thing yes they they did the reverse they actually took the american stuff and translated it into japanese and they actually have a really cool uh they actually have a kind of a pretty cool um like spin on it. Well, they actually have a really kind of cool um, animation. They have a really cool um, intro for it as well. So there are some other ponies here as well. Dragon. This oh. is fantastic. One this of, is totally like. Um, this is totally legit. Like you yeah, got it. You got it. Street a, Fighter. Yeah. Let's see what else. Street we Fighter with cute animals. There's I the know. alpaca right there. 
The alpaca is very ditzy looking. Doing ditzy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, again, it's 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 all very cute, and this is just keep in mind this is um, gameplay from back in 2008, the very tail end of it. Yeah. So there's been more stuff that's since been released at the end of the day. Yeah, they're all just very cute little animals. Yeah, and they're, and they're just... completely the same as, I mean, not the same, but like, yeah, super similar. Mm-hmm. So then once she did it, then My Little Pony left them alone? Well, again, I mean, these don't or look because... anything like My Little Pony at the end of the I day. I mean, that's that's pretty similar. It's in a similar vein at the end of the day, but again, I mean, like... It's they hit that 10% mark or whatever. They I'm... hit whatever they needed to. Because, to... like, are you kidding me? That's not My Little Pony, that pony that was in the background? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they got just close enough to it at the end of the day um and then keep in mind at the end of the day like this is lauren faust's art it's she has her own right to her own art at the end of the day that right. she can make it as long as she makes it a little bit different i mean different like, enough to where yeah. yeah i mean you'll you'll find you'll find a lot of japanese animation right like that's crazy like that's the apaka i see how she does no the you see the horse back there mm-hmm. you got the giraffe there yeah, in the corner um but yeah, we have, um, there's a lot of anime where you'll see the same character designers after a certain point. Oh, okay. Uh, where you'll see a lot of the characters looking very similar to other shows in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, there's um, a show that you could have watched, which was Cardcaptor Sakura. Uh, it's done by a company called Clamp. Their characters look very similar all the time. Like any episode, any show, any... Uh, different shows. Oh, okay. So, like, one show... They all have the, kind of the same kind of very lanky sort of body sort of look to them. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find an example of that by chance, maybe. That's cool, though. I mean, okay, now we need to try that out. Oh, I'm sure... I believe it's on the Switch. And what is it called? Them's Fighting Herds. Them's, what a strange name. It's a, it's a great name, actually. I mean, like, you, you mean, you're not going to get much closer to, you, like, fighting ponies. Right, yeah. Because then, then that seems a little... Um, That's awesome. I think the girls would love that game too. Plus, it's not super graphic. No. Right? So you still get. But that's straight up Street Fighter. It's, just replacement. So the so there's two different types of fighting games if you really want to be hyper technical. There's Street Fighter, and then there's like a Guilty Gear X style. Um, where you have Street Fighter is a lot more physical, more realistic kind of. A I just fighter. meant like that setup of the screen where it's oh, like yeah, yeah. left to right, the characters are going. They've got their their point systems up top that are that are yeah, going, the, and the, the, the they've scale. got their. They each have their own whatever magical powers that they can use, and they jump and they kick, and mm-hmm. you know it's all like on that level with the background behind it. Like that totally reminds me of. So Clamp has a very kind of if you notice the characters are okay. very lanky, yeah, yeah. very kind of yeah. So this is um, from another show, which was actually kind of the, not the progenitor of Cards Capture Secure, but kind of the follow-up almost yeah. to it, um, called Subasa Chronicles. Um, another show yes. called Super Code Geass, which is one of my favorite series. Again, all the characters are somewhat lanky, yeah, very yeah. kind of elongated, a lot taller looking at a certain, in a certain way. Um, these are all random clamp characters. When I think of anime, like this is the style that I think of. It's a clamp, which is a very pretty, beautiful style. You know, like for whatever, like the the face structure and the eyes and the the swoops with the hair and the super thin, tall, lanky. Lanky, Yeah, yeah. Because that's kind of what a Japanese person looks like in a lot of cases. Very, very lanky, tall on a certain certain scale. Very kind. Not always blonde hair, but you see a lot of people with dyed blonde hair, which is actually kind of a 
rebellious in Japanese? I feel like I say that all the time. Because you can get away with stuff in anime. There you go. Because again, I mean, in all honesty, nobody's going to have bright pink hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the purplish, or the, the, the blue bluish. or the teal. So what's a typical thing in anime to do mm-hmm. is that people who have black hair, because you know all people with black hair don't always have the same shade of black hair. Yeah. Sometimes a little lighter, sometimes a little darker. They'll do like the shade of blue or something with it, right? Like, They'll do like, um, like little blue highlights, sort of yeah, blue um, versus what's purple. The, oh, God. Her name is Sailor Mars, no. and there's also Sailor Mercury. No, they have, they have black hair, but one the, of them is blue. And one a different show that, and of course, because I don't know a lot about anime, people are really going to laugh at me. It's the ball that's yellow with the red stars in it. Ah, Dragon Ball. There you go, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, right? Mm-hmm. How he goes from like he has a yellow version, like the yellow hair, and then doesn't he also have like a bluish? So. Or are those completely different characters? No, 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 the same thing going on there. Okay. So Goku starts as having black there you hair. Go. Goku. He goes into what he calls a Super Saiyan mode, which, okay. is, which is that bright blonde sort of hair. Yeah. Do you know what the original impetus for that was? What? Was that when Akira Toriyama, who was the creator of Dragon Ball, was mm-hmm. creating the manga, he got tired. He was running out of black ink a lot. <laughs> so I can't do this anymore, yeah. Yeah, he was running out of a lot of black ink because... Everything in everything mm-hmm. in the comic is just black and white. Yeah. Just maybe slight shades of gray, but not that much. Most of it's black and white. But he went yeah. through a lot of black ink. So when he came up with the new power sort of thing that he transformed into, he did it with just... It was really just supposed to be white hair with, yeah. no, with no highlights in it. And then when he had to do the colored version of it, because you always do like a color page eventually for the the magazine at some point, mm-hmm. um, the creator, he came back with white, with white hair and the creators were like... In the, Publishers were like, Could you maybe give it a little bit of color, maybe? This doesn't look right. Yeah. And then so he came back and he turned it blonde and it was like, Oh, oh, that's perfect. That's good. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Um so later newer versions of Dragon Ball, which I'm always hesitant to believe that there are newer versions of Dragon Ball. I know, yeah, I'm the series ended back in 1994, 95. That's the Dragon Ball that I know because my brother was super mm-hmm. hard into that, but like the new, like I said, the new stuff, I don't know. But yeah. a lot of people were to ask me to paint it, so I've seen multiple pictures, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is the real Dragon Ball. This is not the real Dragon Ball. So then they, they get to, like, a blue hair, and then the, they get powered up, it turns to pink, and I'm just like, stop yep. messing with it. Yeah, it's, leave not, his hair alone. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. To circle back around at the end of the day, which, again, was kind of a funny way of getting here, Japanese people don't see it as an issue if you pay homage to their shows. Okay. Um, they actually are, um, uh, what's the, what's the phrase? Um, imitation is the greatest form of uh, flattery for them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, versus America where if you were to, again, with like fighting herds, as an example, they think th- you're stealing their work. They think you're stealing yeah. their work or you think, they think that you're trying to, um, basically make money off of all the money they initially had to put in to get to where they got right, to. Right. Right. Um, and so the. And so in Japan, you're not, I mean, there's very few things in America that got translated over to Japan easily. There's a Japanese Powerpuff Girls. What? I loved Powerpuff Girls as a kid. Mia likes it. There's a Japanese Powerpuff Girls. The, the, the way they get their powers is that, now, is, that, is that it's just three random girls that just got given superpowers at one day. Just somebody walks up to them and is like, guess what, girls? Oh, no, no. You were chosen? The original accident kind of happened, but it like shot off in different ways. Okay. They all have their own transformation sequence. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, And 
they have like almost all the old characters come back at some point. Do they have dubs for that or no? Um, I've not seen an American dub for that, no. Okay. Do they have, um, what's it called? Is dub the, the voiceover and the um, subtitles or no? So when we think of it here in America, we think of dubs as English dubs okay. versus Japanese subtitles. Yeah. Um, see, my, my biggest problem is a, um, I think keep thinking of it as Power Puff, not Powder Puff. Is it Powder Puff? Yes. In Japanese? No, in American. What? It was always Power Powder Puff Girls. No, it wasn't. It was Power. Really? You're lying. It's powder? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I thought it was power, not. Maybe you were thinking powder, not powder. I was thinking it was powder. So. Oh, they're like. They're like. They're, an, they're anime styles, yeah. Yeah. They look vaguely American. Yeah. Uh, well, they just like, I feel like the, the Powerpuff Girls this are. This Powerpuff Girls Z. Oh, see, so here it's Powderpuff. Yeah. Oh, and I, I typed it in as Powderpuff. Oh, okay. It's. I've heard it both. I've heard it both ways. Powerpuff oh, and then powder. Dude. The evil guy, the yep. monkey. Yep, the monkey's okay. there. Um, but yeah, again, everything's got a very anime aesthetic kind yeah. of going on with yeah. it. What? They have an entire transformation sequence, which is not too dissimilar from probably Glitter Force in a certain way. Same, yeah, same kind of thing. Um, but again, that's not unusual for a staple of. A magical schoolgirl show. So is show. there any way for me to understand this besides knowing Japanese? Yeah, they have it subtitled. Oh, okay. So I can watch subtitle. Oh, 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 girl, girlfriend. Like, if, okay. they, if it okay. came if it came out in Japan, unless it's really, really, really bizarre, yeah. like, there is a subtitle for okay, it. Okay, they somewhere. fly. They still do the little they still, they still do the fly, yeah. Each of them have their own weapons, though. So, Bubbles has got a bubble oh, rod. Uh, uh, Blossom has a... Um, Yo-Yo and then Buttercup has a, a mallet. She even still has like the big bow. Oh yeah. That's awesome. The bow is just outrageously huge. Yeah. Um, and I love the intro. The intro is very cute sounding too. So, But no, yeah, again, there is a Japanese... Uh, even um, Professor... They have a Professor X? Yeah. yeah. Or Professor Utonium or whatever his I name is. I don't remember what his name is. But even he looks similar to... The American the, version. Yeah. yeah. It exists. Crazy. It won't go away. Crazy. Well, again, another, again, this is, this was a collab with, um, Cartoon Network. So, okay. So Cartoon Network gave their blessing and wanted to do this. Okay. Um, there's been a few shows in which Cartoon Networks actually, um, were anime that were in Japan and then they helped produce to get it over here originally. So, um, there was a show called, uh, The Big O. It sounds kind of familiar, but there's only six episodes in America. What? Only six episodes of the series, each half hour long. Uh, revolve around this guy that's kind of a detective, kind of like a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, that somehow always comes across other giant robots. and He has his own giant robot that he uses to destroy the first giant robot. Hmm. Um, it, it was not popular in it was not popular in Japan at all. So they tried to bring it over here. Well, I mean, America. I mean, America got it for cheap. At the end of the day, they were okay. able to they were able to dub it. And it was cheap. It was six episodes of filling somewhere. It aired on what and to, so uh, Cartoon Network had a block called Toonami, which was kind of an afternoon block of more actiony boy related shows. Okay. Eventually, um, they started showing anime on there, mm-hmm. which was very popular and. There was a lot of anime that wasn't suited for 
the like four, five, six in the afternoon sort of block. So they had Adult Swim showing Japanese animation. Okay. This was one of the shows that they showed on there. Okay. Um, and America loved... For whatever they, is those six episodes. They love those six episodes for no particularly discerningly good reason. Hmm, okay. Um, and so Cartoon Network reached out to Japan, to the original creators, got the entire crew together and asked for more, more oh, wow. episodes yeah. of it. Um, another popular show in America here that was on Cartoon Network was um, Trigun, which is... Uh, I think I've seen that. Like a big red coat, the guy with this very spiky blonde hair, and he's got like a... Six-shot revolver in his hand. It sounds familiar. It probably because I I watched Cartoon Network. So, Let's see if I can pull it up real quickly. Um, does he look familiar by chance? He does. Yeah. This doesn't, but like this does. Yeah. yeah. So original was a Japanese manga. Which a lot of stuff starts off as. I didn't yeah. realize that at first. That was its own thing originally. Yeah. Found the Japanese manga for it and it was like, oh, this is awesome. It actually got canceled right when the anime got started. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, eventually, mostly because it got canceled because the magazine it was being published in got canceled. Oh, okay. It was able to find another publisher for it about a, about six to eight months later and kept going on with it. Mm -hmm. um, but by that point, the anime had already started. Oh, okay. And so he helped fill in some of the gaps of where he thought the story would go. And so they wrote, created anime out of okay. it. Not popular here, not popular in, in Japan either. But popular. But super popular here in the West. Um, another show, which is goes by Cowboy Bebop, which is probably... Like Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy Bebop. Never heard of it. Imagine, imagine we figured out space travel. Mm -hmm. And there's a... It's basically about bounty hunters in space. Okay. But they look, but they're just like an everyday sort of looking clothing. And if it didn't have spaceships a bit in it, you wouldn't realize that it did. That's all kind of the space element is not a big thing. Okay. I am a heathen because I don't care for the show. Okay. But a lot of people who were in which that was your first show are like, oh my god, oh my I'm goodness, it was the greatest. And it's a good show. I just don't care for it. At yeah, the end of the yeah, day. yeah, makes sense. And, but that's true of a lot of Japanese. That's a, if you. If I were to ask you what your favorite cartoon show was when you were a kid, you would probably say what it was the first one you ever watched. For me, that was dark. For me, that was Ducktales because that was Duck the first Tales. real cartoon yeah. I remember. Mm -hmm. um, I remember mom making me a Ducktales costume. Yeah, I was Scrooge McDuck for a number of years. There you My go. favorite Disney character to this day is Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> for a number McDuck. of years, <laughs> not even what for a couple. Yeah. Well, first it was Donald Duck, then it was Scrooge McDuck, then it was Darkwing Duck. There you go. I remember Darkwing Duck. Yeah, um, but again, like that was that was my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, to my to this day, Scrooge Duck is my favorite Disney character. Yeah, and I could be the I could be the furthest from his ideals and beliefs, but it's still my favorite character. Yeah. Um, but again, that's whatever your favorite thing when you first watched it. Is you, your favorite thing is usually the first thing you ever watched. Right. Which is only because you made a connection to what it was, yeah. even if it's not intentional. Yeah. So for a lot of people that first saw anime, they would have been Trigun and Cowboy Bebop and a few other Cowboy titles Bebop. like. Gundam Wing, which I find to be an absolutely horrible series, but to a lot of people, it's their favorite Gundam series ever. Yeah, it's like their kids' show that they watched all the time, and, and, it's, and yeah. it's what got them into the genre. It's got what got them into the dance at the end of the day. Yeah. So of course, they're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. That's not uncommon in this in the in, in for okay. anime as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember how we got onto this version of this topic. I don't even I remember. Think, <laughs> I think we're still trying to trying to explain how home, Japanese comics. 
originally were again. So, uh, lastly, so we did Sailor Moon. I want to go briefly over some of the other shows that yeah. we didn't get a chance to watch in case anybody got to watch those. Uh, I was super interested in. Uh, we just didn't get to it, but the one with the um, the. Like the blood cells and stuff. What was that one called? Ah, cells at work. I just was interested to see like how that. So it's very interesting because it's educational. Yeah. Or it's intentionally educational. So, um, if memory serves me correctly, I want to say the episodes are um, only like fifteen minutes each. Okay. Um, they're not super long. Oh no, they're full. Oh no, never mind. I apologize. They're full twenty-four minute episodes. There you go. I just, I, I guess, I, I guess there's a two-story thing to it. Okay. Which is not uncommon. Sometimes you'll have an A story and then a B story. Yeah. Um, which you're like, oh, the first part of the story happens until the commercial breaks, and then the new story starts the after the okay. commercial break. Which is probably why I thought about that. Um, so the work is kind of an interesting show because it revolves around a red blood cell, which are delivery people. Mm-hmm. They deliver boxes everywhere. They're the Amazon of your body. Okay. Um, who befriends a white blood cell who are, again, they go after the viruses in your body. Mm-hmm. They're homicidal maniacs. <laughs> like, they, they are not afraid about, like, they carry just like a knife and they're just not afraid about stabbing whatever is not supposed to be in the body just to death. Okay. Um, you have uh, platelets, which again, were the stuff that kind of rebuild your body and everything. Mm-hmm. They're school children for no particularly discerning reason. <laughs> school children running around. But in large clumps. And the only reason you can tell they're school children is because um, when you're in, when you're a kid in Japan and you go to like a daycare sort of thing or like a, an early sort of uh, child's care sort of thing, usually between the ages of like um, five, like four, five, six, seven, eight, kind of in that mm-hmm. first initial elementary school range, you might wear, uh, you might wear to school you don't wear a uniform at all when you're in elementary, typically. But you have some sort of dress code, right? You have kind of a you have a typical dress code, which would not be too dissimilar to what you would wear um, here in America for going to elementary school. But what you might actually also wear is you might have, um, especially if you're a much younger kid, you might have um, kind of a drape that you wear. So you okay. wear kind of like this. For boys, it's usually blue. Girls usually wear pink. And you might have a, a cap that goes along with it. Kind of looks like... Um, like a raincoat almost. Okay. Um, but they're meant to be very simple and easy to expect. You'll see them a lot more being worn if you are outside of school. Okay. So that way you know which are your students and where they are. Yeah. It's not until you get to middle school when you start getting a uniform, and usually that's a very um, basic sort of... Uh, like white polo, blue jean, or Oh, no, no, no. So, so in America that might be the case. In Japan, this is the... Uh, this is a typical schoolgirl sort of sailor fook, which is the... The cape behind the back, the little kind of tie, okay, the front, yeah, yeah. And the pleated skirt, and then the guys are kind of wear kind of a black gancho. Um, I want to say is the word for it. I know it starts with a G, but basically, it looks kind of like a military uniform mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And then when you go to high school, you typically start wearing blazers suits. You start wearing more of a blazer sort of look. So yeah, girls, if they do wear a sailor fook, it's usually a little bit more professionally made, almost like. Mm-hmm. Typically starts looking like a a blazer, pleated skirt, and usually like a vest or a like a or a, and a dress blouse. Yeah, and guys are definitely. It's almost basically a suit. Yeah, if it's not already, if it's not um, very professional. If it's not, if it's not like a professional show where you would have a button down shirt in the middle down the way. Yeah. So typically, as you go, as you get closer in there, the intention is so that 
you wore this to you can you wear your school uniform to funerals, weddings, important events. So you could touch so you because it'd be the nicest thing you owned on a yeah, certain level. Yeah. For school. Um, so you, not really uniforms is not a best way to describe it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but sales at work is interesting because it's meant to be educational. It's very much rated. It, it's PG if memory serves me correctly, but it really just straddles that line between PG and G if it weren't for all the murderous homicidalness <laughs> of killing the viruses. Yeah. Um, it can be a little, it's, it's meant to be educational. Yeah. Um, another show that we had the option to watch was Cardcaptor Sakura. Again, mm-hmm. that was the artwork that you saw. It was yeah. um, very pretty, typical of what you would think of Japanese animation. Um, I think the girls would find that kind of interesting if they like Sailor Moon and Glitter Force. Mm-hmm. It's not a team of it a lot of times, um, but still a good, good show on that particular yeah. Um Again, Kaladstar, again, if you if like me, if, if you're like me where you heard the original Japanese version, you hear the English version, it doesn't work. Right. But I actually watched it in English for a little bit, and I was like, okay, I can eventually get used to this. It's not going to be easy, but I can eventually tune it out. Right, right. Um, and again, this is basically just Cirque du Soleil, but without all the sexual overtones, I think, yeah. that, sexual, yeah. that Cirque du Soleil gets. Yeah, agreed. Um very lighthearted. Like, even the first episode, they're dressing up as like animals and they're on trampolines, juggling and flipping. It's so weird. It's so weird, yeah. but it's very it's very endearing. Yeah. Um, a great movie I recommend off of Netflix right now is Fireworks. Okay. Um, again, so the story primarily revolves around this one kid who really likes this one girl and wants to take her to the festival where they're gonna have fireworks. Mm-hmm. And he wants to, you know, say, "Hey, you want to be my girl? You want to be my girlfriend at this point?" Yeah. Um, the parents uh, don't are basically gonna basically don't want that to happen at all, so they're gonna send her away um, somewhere else yeah. to go live with like cousins or something, cousins yeah. and aunts and uncles. Yeah. Um, and what ends up happening here is that the boy ends up keep going keeps going to this uh, station to meet her, and when he doesn't meet her, it takes him back in time. Okay. So he gets to redo it frequently and constantly. And okay. so by the very end, he gets to go to the actual festival with her, kidnap her, and take her to the festival, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he gets to propose to her there. But at the end of the day, he realizes that she actually wants to move because it'll be better for her education. Okay. So he eventually just lets her do that. Yeah. Even though they still have a relationship. Yeah. But a lot more distance now. Yeah. Um, it's very cute and interesting. It's um, done by the same guy who did... Um, so there's a great show. There's there was a great movie called um, Your Name. Okay. And it's very interesting because it's kind of like. Um, do you remember Freaky Friday? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, kind of in a similar vein where this one girl who lives out in the countryside, far away from Tokyo, and any sort of modern technology. She lives a very kind of weird, structured life because she's the daughter of priestesses. Okay. Um, and so she does a lot of the priestess ceremonial sort of stuff, which is um, she like everyone kind of like watches an in interest, but kind of frowns upon it because it's not cause what they're, they're doing. Well, all of her friends kind of frown upon it, and all the upper high school kids all frown upon her because it's like, oh, look at her; she's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, what she's doing, she's making a certain type of alcohol where. Uh, she takes um, some of the grain and barley and stuff into her mouth and then 
spits it back out to make like saliva alcohol. What? Okay. It, by a by by a young priestess. Okay. Who wouldn't want to drink that? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, versus this kid who lives in Tokyo, the very yeah. exciting sort of world, and he everything's too busy for him. He wants so complete to, he, opposites. He, he, yeah. Very much complete opposites again. Guy versus girl. And somehow she wakes up in his body and he wakes up in her body. Okay. Um, and over the course of a couple weeks or months, I want to say months by the way the show, the series kind of portrays it, um, they switch back and forth kind of like every other day almost. They end up keeping like a diary of, I did this while I was here and you did this while you okay, were here. Okay, and they so swap they, it? Well, because again, like when he Oh, when he wakes up, it's already in the diary ready mm-hmm. for him. Okay, so they so can that, keep so track. So he knows what's going on and what's okay. happened. And... Um, she likes it in Tokyo. He kind of likes being out in the sticks because it's different. Um, but they have very different ways of doing stuff where he's a lot more, um, boisterous, even though he's not supposed to be, versus she's a little bit more meeker. Yeah. Um, and eventually what, what eventually what ends up happening is that they lose contact with one another because they stop switching. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't understand how that happened. Do they stay in their own, like, do they stay in the opposite bodies when this no, happens? They oh, bodies. oh, they so... So she's in a guy's body. She freaks out initially when that happens. Okay, okay, same thing gotcha. Same. He yeah, freaks yeah. out when that happens. Um, and but when they lose contact, like she's in his body still and he's no, in her... Oh, oh they're no, no. back in their they're originals. They're back in their original bodies. Okay. Um, what you end up finding out is that she's actually been dead for three years. What? Um, because a meteor hit her town. Hmm. Or hit the lake where her town was at and basically... And that's why they lost... Connection. But they don't know why... Because again... When it was August for her, it was August for him as well. They just didn't look at what the date... didn't really focus on the date at all. Okay. And realized it was, that he was three years ahead of her. Or three years behind, behind her. Hmm. So, she, so like, she's 92, he's 95. Okay. If that makes more sense. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It, but it continues on from there. But that's just the major... That's just the hook I would give, give yeah. for that. Um, he's done a lot of other interesting shows. Um, the Girl Who Left Through Time. Uh, I think I've heard of that. It's a girl who basically accidentally gets time travel powers mm-hmm. um, and goes back in time and goes backwards and forwards through time to just kind of screw around. Yeah. And then eventually realizes that if it's, she goes back in time... It screws to, something else. Well, it's not that it screws something else up at all. It's just that um, she's using it very stupidly to begin with and then she realizes that eventually that somebody else... This was supposed to be somebody else's ability that she kind of stole because one of her friends is a time traveler. Okay. And so she needs to give it back to him, but every single time she goes back in time, she ends up messing up and hurt, doing more damage to other people. It's okay. The good intentions, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. That's the best way to put that. Okay. Um, another very interesting show. I always love this guy's movies whenever he comes out with them. Uh, but I do recommend Fireworks. Yeah. I'm waiting for um, Your Name to come out because I think there's a version of it in English that will come out eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it hasn't. Yeah. Um, I would actually just love to see an American version of that to just kind of did it in an American way. Yeah. You know, some girl that lives out in like Idaho with like nothing around and some, some guy that lives in like Los Angeles or something. Yeah. Like yeah. that'd be kind of, or New York would probably be the better yeah. um, one there. Um, if you get the chance to, if you ever get the chance to, and I don't know if the girls will find this interesting beyond being pretty, um, Violet Evergarden. Is you a, were telling me about this that. Yeah, a yeah. feast for the eyes. Okay. Um, so let me see if I can find it. Um, it's very pretty. It's very beautiful. It's got this 
it's beautiful soundtrack to it as well. All the characters are well acted in it. Um, one thing I love about Google is that if you try to open up a new tab, an image, it's like, oh, you just want the image or do you want the entire website? Yeah, exactly. No, open the image up in a new tab. And you yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, it's Violet Evergarden. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. Um, again, the story primarily revolves around Violet. She her, she lost her arm. Like, she's, she, she's got mechanical arms because yeah. from the elbow down, she lost her arms. Both of uh, them? In both of them in the war. And so now she's got these robotic fingers. Um, in this world, it's kind of a steampunk kind of world where there's not really a whole lot of electricity everywhere. Okay. But, um or, well, there is a version of electricity, but not other people write a whole lot often. Okay. Um, and so what she does is she writes letters for people in which she rewrites them in a way that gives it a more professional or somewhat more impactful feeling to it. Okay. So as an example, if you want to write a love letter, you would kind of express your feelings to her and then she would rewrite it in a nice way for you to make yeah, it yeah. sound more lovey-dovey. Yeah. Um, and then as a result, she originally doesn't have, she's not very good at it because she's like a robot on a certain level. Yeah. And so her original version of like a love letter is basically like, oh, I really like you. Yeah, I like something super you, you, basic. Well, I mean, like she, like one girl described how much she liked this guy because how rich he was and how handsome he was and that she would be the perfect person for him because of this and that. So instead of writing in a more tactful way, mm -hmm. she just, she, she, she just literally played that and she, this girl lost out on her dream date. Oh, okay. And she later wrote another letter that, that basically apologized on a certain level but rephrased it in such a way that he gave this other girl a second chance. Oh, okay. Um, and so the story kind of revolves around her trying to figure out what it means to love and be in a relationship All almost. All those emotions. All and these everything. emotions yeah. and everything. Okay, yeah. that's cool. One of my favorite stories is that... Um, and it's not too much of a plot twist to do it. But she goes and visits a woman who's constantly in bed because she's sick and everything. Mm -hmm. And she has a young daughter that's playing around, try, constantly wants to play with her with her mom. Yeah. Um, but her mom is the sick one. Her mom is sick. Okay. Um, and Violet is basically stealing her mother away from her. Okay. To do, um, yeah. To, do, to, write, all, to write these letters yeah. that her, the mom desperately needs to have written. Because she's... She's dying, and yeah. then in which you end up finding out is these letters were actually letters for the next fifty some odd years for her daughter. Yeah, on her birthday. Oh wow! Yeah, and so it's very cute. Where it's very it's very sentimental. At the end almost made me tear up. Where yeah, she's opening these letters, and you kind of see as every year as her birthday expands, and, and she's and starting keeps, to realize. Well, no, she I mean she gets the letter and realizes that this is what was written. But every year, the letters are talking about. Oh, I hope you found a family. I hope you're eating well. Like. Different uh, milestones that she would hit that she's not going to be there for. Yeah. Okay. And so it's very sweet and sentimental, and that's the entire story. Everything. Oh, cool. Yeah. Everything almost like wants to punch you in the punch punch you in the feelings. Right. Yeah. Really, really hard. Yeah. But no, um, the artwork is yeah. That's amazing. the artwork. Oh yeah, the artwork is amazing. They're making a second season. I'm yeah. <laughs> yes. So if they do, if they finally get it out, I don't know when it'll come out, but um, it's definitely a show I would recommend anybody to watch, even if you're not a fan of Japanese animation yeah. at all. Um, and then the last one for me is a guilty pleasure. It's a teasing master, Takagi-san. Okay. This is just cute and funny because um, every episode's about five actual little stories in it. Yeah. Um, or four or five different little stories in it. And they're all basically these two characters just... There's a guy who doesn't like being teased by his... Uh, 
his classroom neighbor, which just happens to be Takagi-san, who likes teasing him. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an example, he's like folding up a piece of paper to make like an accordion spring out of it. Yeah. And what he wants to do is he wants to put his pencil case in it and he wants to have her open up his pencil case and then and have, shoot out. have his thing shoot out at her and kind of scare her. But he, but she beats him to the punch and like, I can't open up this up at all. Can, so weird. I don't understand. Will you open it? He's like, yeah, sure. I can do that for you. Ah. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's all it is. The, okay. It's, they're very cute, simple little things. Yeah. Um, like as an example, who can hold, like, they're walking back from school and they decide they want to have one guy decide, so let's have a contest who can carry the most ice with them uh, from here to the end of the block. Okay. So he picks up a really large shard of ice while she picks up a slightly smaller one. Um, but because he doesn't have any gloves on, his hands get really cold and he can't hold onto it properly and ends up dropping it. Yeah. That's where she carries around this little piece of ice and she's perfectly fine. So, yeah. Well, looks like I won. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very cute little innocent story. Yeah. Um, the manga that this is, this is based off of are also very short, like nine chapter little, nine page little things. Okay. Um, I particularly like the follow up to it, which he's currently doing, doing at the same time, which is about their younger daughter when they get married. Okay, cool. And so she's like three or four years old. And so yeah. It's, that's even cuter. Yeah. Because it, it, it reminds me of my nieces so much. Right, on a yeah. Level. Um, that one's more a guilty pleasure that I recommend. You can watch it with children and not, there's nothing inherently. Um, I think it's a show meant more for adults at the end of the day, but like... Something inappropriate about it on... There's nothing inappropriate on that particular level, but adults will find more um, entertainment out of it than anything else. Yeah. Um, And so, you've had a foreign anime before. What what do you think in general? I think it's cool. It's, It's definitely like a different world. Like, especially because we're we're like westernized right so like mm-hmm. it's definitely different than the cartoons we have here and things like that um they have very specific things to make them who they are and so you can like pinpoint it and like there's a, i feel like there's a lot of people who have probably seen japanese anime and not even realized it mm-hmm. um which i feel like is what we talked about the first episode first was time, like yeah. oh actually you have seen a lot more than you think and yeah, this is japanese anime and you just don't realize it because you're not looking for japanese anime yeah yeah um but it's funny because obviously the reason that we did this initially was because I saw my kids watching it and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. Like, let's see what you guys are watching and let's be part of it. And yeah. the couple movies, but there's there's way more out there than I thought. So it's it's pretty interesting. Like it's its own it's it's its own world and that whole world has so much to like offer on different levels, but it's mm-hmm. it's super interesting. What I like about it, especially for my nieces, is that it's an opportunity to see a different part of the world exactly. on a certain level. Exactly, yeah. Because my love for animation is not the animation side of it on, at, at the end of the day. That's yeah. actually the thing that's just uh, an additional ancillary sort of thing. What I love in Japanese animation is it let me see, see interesting stories and interesting ideas being played out. Yeah. Especially in the sense where I can watch a show where... Um, I just watched a show called Robotic Notes, and it's literally about a high school... Kids building a giant robot. Mm-hmm. And then the entire world gets weird. Yeah. But these kids, their goal for the robotics club is to build a 10 foot, a, a 20 foot tall, or not even a 20 foot tall. I think it's probably more in the range of like 30, 40 foot tall giant robot. There you go. Because one of them loved a Japanese show that had a giant robot in it. Yeah. They literally want to make this giant robot. Yeah. And it's kind of endearing that you watch it and you're just like, it's kind of cool that they just want to build this robot at the yeah. end of the day. 
Yeah. If that was the thing, the only thing the show was at at the end of the day, I would have loved it. It was like, well, how do these, how does these motors work, and how do we put these servos on, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. If it was just that, it'd be even better. But it was just about this giant robot. Yeah. No, it's 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 really cool. It's yeah. For my nieces, what I like is that it's a way to introduce them into a different kind of culture that they're not already familiar with. Exactly. And, um, while the world is becoming a lot more, not westernized, is not the best way to phrase it, but probably a little bit more modern and stuff. Yeah. Japan's an interesting culture where it's very much steeped in a lot of old traditions mm-hmm. and stuff. Like they don't, like paying with credit card is not a common feat in Japan. Yeah. Um, you still pay with money for a lot of stuff. So like you go to a convenience store, you don't pay with a credit card, you pay with cash. Yeah. Um, you go, you get on the train and it's a, that's an odd thing where you actually have, um, an RFID rail pass, like yeah. a library card yeah. almost. Yeah. And I find that stuff super interesting on different levels because it's like, here's a culture that seems way more modern than you would ever think. Mm-hmm. Cause they've got literally bullet trains that go to different places and they've got all this interesting technology that comes out of it. But at the same time, they love their shrines. They love their temples. Very much, a, there's a very much kind of a culture that still is very old at the end of the day, but yeah. but somehow getting modern. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to me because I, I don't know. Cause keep in mind, they've had thousands of years to have this culture. Yeah, here in America, we've had we've only really been a country for maybe if we're if we're being generous, two hundred and forty, two hundred fifty years. So right. we don't have as much tradition and built up and stuff and right. we're a big melting pot of everything to begin with so we yeah. don't have anything that's instinctively ours and besides like apple pie and baseball <laughs> right. maybe basketball but basketball was even created by a canadian guy originally not ours then <laughs> so, um, but again i find that all very interesting and yeah interesting and i would love to get my nieces into seeing the starting to see the world in a different way because yeah. i think if you start at an earlier age it's not as much of a shock when you see different stuff. Well, and it's just else. it's just developing appreciation for stuff that's different from your own. Mm-hmm. Like like on on any level, whether it's anime or whether it's actually going to Japan or or seeing what what these characters go through versus what our characters go through. Like it's just seeing difference from you is always positive, right? And it can be used in a positive way versus just or at least giving them the idea to say because again, I mean, like my again, you, when something's different, you want to ask, well, why is it different? This is why it's different. Yeah. And getting them to appreciate that the world is different and these are the reasons why it's different right. because maybe that's something that outlooks on their life. Again, one of my favorite tenants and why I rarely, if ever, get angry anymore about anything was from a Japanese animation, oddly enough. There you go. Where the character was this cool, suave individual and everyone kept asking, he was like, aren't you angry about what the, that guy did? She's like, my blood is, my, my entire blood is boiling right now for what that guy just did. Yeah. I can't believe that guy just did that. He's trampled over everything I've ever believed in. However, me getting angry about it's not going to change anything. And if I have the ability to fix it, I'll fix it and I'll make it better. And if I don't have the ability to fix it, nothing I do is going to change that at all. Yeah. So why, if I can fix, if I can't fix it, can't get angry about it. If yeah. I can fix it, then I can go fix it. I don't have to be angry yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. And somehow that's always just stuck with me. It's like, okay, if I can't fix something, I don't need to get angry about it. I just need to either move on or figure out what I do next. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. So I don't get angry about stuff very often anymore. Me either. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty nonchalant when it comes to all that stuff too. So, so it's, it's, but it's, it's good. Like, I'm glad they're getting into it. It's, it's like I said, it's a super interesting, um, and like array of what they offer. Like it's it's really cool to watch it. And especially with a lot of the new stuff coming out constantly. Like I don't know 
when Amazon will figure out that they can use their Amazon Prime video servicing on... Because I don't think you can get Prime on the Roku boxes or yeah, anything. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure you can, yeah. Oh, okay. Because Amazon Prime has got a bunch of Japanese animation kind of hidden behind a paywall right oh, now. Oh, okay. Um, but they're but obviously because they're, re- they're relenting a little bit with that, there's some of that stuff starting to come back. Yeah. Um, it's starting to come back out again more easily. It's just they don't believe in translating stuff. Or they don't believe in dubbing anything at all. They just want it ready to go and not have to do any in-betweens and just... Pretty much, yeah. It. I mean, yeah. like, you've, translating is... Translating is not that difficult. It's just localization of the text at the end of the day. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, a lot of people, like myself, still enjoy Japanese subtitle, Japanese, subtitled Japanese animation versus um, English dub, even though I'm more in line for English dubs now because I just don't want to watch subtitles because yeah. I won't want to do 15 things at once. Yeah, exactly. Um, but a lot of that has the ability to come from Amazon if they decided they ever want to do dubbing, which is more expensive to do it because you need to pay people to do it. Um, Amazon could be a real giant game changer in there, much the same way that Netflix has been that. Netflix yeah. has had the ability to uh, license these animes from other companies that have already done the dubbing if they haven't paid for it themselves. Yeah. Um, Which takes out the middleman, so it helps them. They're just grabbing it. And, yeah, they're basically again. I mean, if somebody, I mean, what's better than have, to recuperate your costs from that, especially get the name out there as well. Yeah, exactly. Because um, a lot of, especially anime, is never going to get bought from DVD ever again. Right. Except in Japan. Yeah. I know. No, literally in Japan, they still sell DVDs. It's the most common way to buy something. That's crazy. They buy more DVDs in Japan than they do more music CDs than anywhere else in the in the country. Yeah. Same thing with DVDs and Blu-rays. They buy more of it in Japan than they do anywhere else in the world at this point. That's crazy. Because again, we can stream it now, especially with like Disney Plus. Like you'll never need to buy another Marvel movie or Disney movie ever again. They yeah, have it all there. On there. Yeah. Unless Disney decides to be a real prick and just decide we're putting Pinocchio back in the vaults. Right. You won't be able to watch it for at least another. Because I was like, right six now, months. I'm trying to think like, because um, like right now, like, uh, is Wreck-It Ralph Disney? Yes, Wreck-It Ralph is Disney. So there's only one Wreck-It Ralph on Disney Plus right now. Oh, which one is it? It's the newer one. I think it's the newer one. So like that's what they're doing is they're shifting stuff in and out. No, they're not. Because the problem is probably with Wreck-It Ralph is they probably have it licensed to somewhere else, so they can't bring it to Disney Plus. That's what happened right now. That's what happened with a lot of the original Marvel movies that were on Netflix originally, like Black Panther, Captain Marvel. um, So they're waiting for those contracts to be up before they can bring it. They're waiting for the licensing agreements to basically end. And basically, at that point, there they won't renew it again. And, and they'll, they'll just put it on Disney Plus. And they'll just put it on Disney Plus. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why we didn't see Captain Marvel, which was originally on, or not Captain Marvel, not Captain Marvel is not a good example, but uh, Infinity War and Black Panther originally were on Netflix. But then, because Disney Plus eventually came out, they didn't renew the agreement for that. And so now those things got back onto yeah. uh, Disney Plus. And so that's part of the reason for that. Yeah. My, my imagination for Wreck-It Ralph as an example, which in and of itself is a great movie. Like, yeah, we, we don't talk. We don't, we don't talk about Wreck-It Ralph anymore. <laughs> we love Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. Oh, I love Wreck-It Ralph. Did you so get to good. play the video game in Disneyland? They had the actual we... Wreck-It Ralph arcade game what? in, Japan, in no. Disneyland. I didn't know that. Not Disneyland Japan, keep in mind. In, in the yeah. actual like, California Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Um, and it was free to play. And I thought it was hilarious to play it because you're just like... But this is really it. The, the, the Disney actually went out and paid somebody to make an actual video game based on this concept. Yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me if they got they did that first before they actually made the game, before they made the series. There, yeah. Um, 
or fleshed out more of the series even. But no, yeah, it's a great silly little game. Reminds me of like Donkey Kong very much. Yeah. Um, but it's a good little game. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, so I would love to see more stuff come out here in America. Um, obviously, part of the problem with that is just going to be making money off of it because anime, as much as you want to tell a very interesting story, you're going to make money off of it first before anything else. Yeah. Um, so there's just that, that boundary in there. But once we get more of that out there, I mean, like, uh, I can't wait to introduce the girls to, to different shows and different yeah. ideas because, again, I, I think J- Japanese animation for me is interesting because they're willing to t- try and tell interesting stories that with no straight-up good guy, no straight-up bad guy with a lot of nuance in it, which I think a lot of the world is really is a lot more nuanced than we give it Agreed. credit for. Yeah. Um, and I like Japanese animation willingness to try to tell interesting stories through interesting plots and developments even if they have no basis in reality at all yeah but they ask interesting questions and offer interesting dialogues that you can have outside of that yeah so um so we're gonna put all these notes and all the stuff we watched (laughs) online at our website at the nerdtutorialpodcast.com you can continue discussion with us at the at our facebook group at facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast and if you have any ideas for future topics, we highly recommend that you uh, hit me up on nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter and let me know. We also follow all the things that we talk about on Twitter as well. So any sort of new updates like Batman and stuff like that, um, Marvel movies, we all follow we follow that on Twitter right now. So any sort of new updates, you can check a look at our Twitter feed as well. If you're interested in any of that, you can see new stuff that comes out. There's a new, even though we're still in this entire COVID stuff, they're coming out with a new Magic Day series. What? Well, they're coming out with a new deck. They come out with they come out with like a new playset like every like three or four months. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. So that's, not, that's, not, that's not unexpected. I just I'm surprised they would be doing it in the middle of this because nobody's gonna be able to play Paper Magic. They'll have to do it online on Magic Arena. I mean, but you could still play at home with siblings and stuff. Yeah. Ish, right? You can. You'd have to find siblings to play it with. Is the only problem. I mean, okay. A lot of unfortunate Magic players are a lot more adults of my age and, and older. But you could like do like an online thing, right? Where you're like, well, it's Magic Arena. They let you play the entire game on Magic Arena. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, so does it doesn't matter having cards. It doesn't matter having cards, but if you don't have the cards, you can't play with people in front of you. Oh well, then but, yeah, that's why. Then you could just order your stuff and then get it from Amazon, and then you guys could have your little online arena thing. I know. Mm. Uh, the, the wide web is I've so never beautiful. Magic. It's okay. Okay. I don't recommend it. No. Why? Um. You remember, remember your husband and Amiibos? Yeah. That's oh, magic. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll but, ima- but, imagine, but imagine not collecting these one little figurines for like $5, 10 each. Imagine collecting hundreds of thousands of cards every couple months. And then reading all the cards to make sure they do what they do. So then you could use them in a battle. And then trying to make sure you remember all the other cards. That oh, you're God, no. Yeah. I'm having a hard enough time trying to explain the Pokemon game to the girls for this little Pokemon class they signed up for. And I'm like, guys, I'm lost. I'm lost. Oh, don't worry. I, I, or, or imagine collecting all these Pokemon and knowing what every single one evolves that yeah, and every single ability that I'll ever have and creating the perfect team off of that. God, make, no. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Yeah. That's, I think Magic is a great game to get interested into if you got the time to, to invest in it. And right. if you play it long enough, you, you'll figure out how it works and you'll figure out what stuff is good cards and what are bad cards and what does what and what has synergy with other right. stuff. Sometimes the entry to barrier is a little bit more difficult because a lot of the people who play it have played it for years and are not 
um, open not, to newcomers. Well, it's not, not. It's not that it's not open to newcomers. It's that it's just that. Um, it's like trying to get a person to. It's like trying to teach a person, tell a person, "Oh, you want to, you want to learn to be a to program video games? Yeah, great. Let me show you how to program a video game." And you're like, "What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff I need before I can learn yeah, how to yeah. just make my own video game." Yeah. So, um, if you're in, if you're interested in trying to, it's a very complex and difficult game, very much similar to the same line of chess, even. Um, but part of the problem is, is that it's a fair that there is a barrier to entry where you either figure out you like playing with this or you don't. Yeah. And thankfully, there's not a huge paywall in it. I mean, like you can get starter decks for as little as ten bucks each. Yeah. Um, and again, I got mom and me this nice little wheel of different of like five different starter decks of different colors mm-hmm. for I think like thirty bucks. Oh, okay. And so it wasn't. It's not a huge investment at the end of the day, but. Uh, the eventuality is that it's like paying for drugs at a certain point. You, <laughs> right. you just keep buying them. You keep, keep buying, buying them. them. And yeah. if you want a particular card, it might mm-hmm. cost you like several, might cost you four or five dollars a card if not. It's like the whole like Pokemon. Yeah. It's like the whole Pokemon craze. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is a lot more intricate, but yeah, it's, I, I get it. So, um, but on behalf of myself and my sister-in-law, we thank you so much for listening to us. We hope you guys stay safe out there in the meantime, but we'll see you guys again next time. Bye. Bye.